Well, hello everybody. Hello everybody. I know I haven't been on here in a minute. Instagram is my first time being on Instagram Live, but I'm also on my Facebook, my Twitter, and my YouTube. And I titled this, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on all our social media outlets. If you're a woman who has a business, you would like to brand your business, network, and share life moments, check out toawomansheart.org. Also check out toawomansheart.com and t-shirts that speaks to the heart of a woman. Check out toawomansheart.store. All right. So I titled this Looking with a Different Set of Eyes. On Friday, I turned 62 years of age. And as I've said many times before, as you get older, you should not be repetitive in the things that you used to do. Uh, you should look at life with a different set of lenses uh, because it's not the same anymore. Your reactions to things should not be the same. Um, you should not let things bother you the way they used to bother you. And you should not fight as hard as you used to fight. And I've learned over the years of 62 years of my life, going through ups and downs and ins and outs, battles are best fought by God. And I know when you go through things and, and you, you struggle with a lot of different things and things happen in your life, as they happen to you, they happen to me, and they can be quite discouraging at times. And... Um, some things that people do and say could be very disappointing and hurtful, but we have to, we should take it to God and leave it there. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. Nothing that happens to you in life is easy when you're in a situation or circumstances. But as we grow older, we learn things in life. We learn how to cope with things. We learn, as my niece said, how to protect our peace. Um, say what you got to say, do what you have to do, and keep it moving. And one thing that's really important for us to all understand, you don't have to fight your truth. You don't have to fight with your truth. You don't have to tug a war with people about your truth. When you know your truth, there's no, re no need for you to put up a fist. There's no need to put up a struggle. There's no need to put up a fight. But we also should know, whatever the circumstances or situation may be, people should know who you are as a person. They should know your character. They should know what pretty much you will do and what you will not do. But we've come to be individuals that live in a box. Some of us, we're only concerned about what happens in our arena. We're not concerned about what we say, what we do, how it affects somebody else. And it's so much going on in the world right now that we should reevaluate some things. And a lot of times we have to do self-reflection. And a lot of times people put us on pedestals that we ourselves have not placed ourselves on those pedestals. We're not perfect. And I said this a million times. 
every chance that you go to bed and every time you get up, there is an opportunity for you to make a mistake. There is an opportunity for you not to do something right. There is an opportunity for you not to say something that's right. There's an opportunity for us to make mistakes, but in making those mistakes does not mean that we should give up, we should quit. What it means is we should learn from those mistakes and don't be repeat offenders and then learn how to move on. We're only accountable for our actions. And I've said this many times before. When it comes down to God and we say that we love God and and all this stuff and, and, you know, we have levels to who we are as an individual and we can say where we're standing in in the situation and we can say that our intentions are good we can say that we are loving we can say that we're compassionate we can say that we're forgiving but you know who knows what we really are and who we really are that's god And it's so funny that God knows our intentions, our true intentions. God knows our heart. God knows our desires. And so when you do say, react to what people have done or said or reacted to, you have to look at that thing. And then you have to know that You can't go backwards and then say, um, don't do this to me, but I can do this to you. It doesn't work that way. Now, we're good at asking people to forgive us, but we're not good at forgiving others. We're good at pointing fingers at somebody else, but we're not great at self-reflection of ourselves. And we're looking at people And we think that they're on a pedestal and they're not. So it's like being in a relationship with the opposite sex. And you're making your point to your companion, your mate, your husband, your boyfriend. And you're telling some things that you dislike. Or you tell them some things that you want to do. You tell them about your goals and your dreams and your vision. But he don't see it through your eyes. He don't see it through your eyes. And that's how we are sometimes. We don't see it from the other person's perspective. We only see it as a one-sided view. And that's now how it should be. Conversation should not be one-sided. Conversation should be a two-way street. Conversation should be we listening, we interpret what's being said, we understand, and then we respond to what's being said. But that's not how we we act. We are very much so individuals who react to a thing Um, which probably sometimes could heighten it or cause more heat to the fire. But we never stop, some of us, to look at the perspective from somebody else's eyes. It's just like me. My son is deceased, right? And it's like me talking to another 
woman who has not experienced the death of a child like I've experienced the death of a child. And so when you're talking to her, she really can't understand and digest what you're saying about how you struggle with the death of a child because she can't envision it from your eyes. You know why? Because she's never experienced that. So she can't envision that from your perspective. We think that we know uh, people's situation. We think we are experts on individual lives, and some of us are good at prejudging without even knowing the total story. And then when somebody takes the time to explain to you, you still can't see it from their, their, their visual view. You can't see it from their side of the fence. You can't see it, and neither can you understand where they're coming from. And sometimes we don't understand because we don't want to understand. Sometimes our mental is closed off to opening up and understanding what somebody is trying to say or explain to us or show us. We are easily detached and we don't understand. And sometimes it takes months and years down the line and something similar situation happened to you and then you'll get it. Then you have the revelation Oh, that's what it meant. So all the time when circumstance and situation arises and somebody's talking about something, they don't want all the time for you to give your opinions. Sometimes they just want you to understand from their, their side of the fence to see it how they see it. And if we would learn how to do that, a lot of arguments, a lot of conflict would probably be settled. But I say it all the time when we can understand that we are not perfect individuals. We are imperfect people and we make mistakes. And if we would marinate, let it digest in our spirit, we hold people to a certain standard. We have unforgiveness. We don't have no empathy. We don't have no sympathy. We don't have no compassion. Um, we don't have no love, and sometimes we don't even have a little bit of like. But the same thing we don't have for the our brothers and sisters who I see daily, but we have so much of that for God who we have not seen. What does that say about you as an individual? And what does that say when God sees what he sees and knows what he knows? What does that say about you? Now, we talk a good talk. That's all of us, including myself. We talk a good talk, but the walk does not match the talk that we talk. Again, reverse. We don't want nobody not forgiving us. We don't want nobody putting a hammer down on us. We want somebody to respect us, but we don't want to do none of that for nobody else. And it's sad to say in the world in which we live in, some of us treat strangers on the street better than we treat people that we know. And then you have to question, why is that? Why is it? Why do we have more love for strangers than people that we're supposed to care about? And what example are you showing to that individual who you don't think is watching? Who you don't think is watching? We practice pulling the rug. We practice uh, 
snatching the ladder from under people's feet. And we never stop to think that that karma or that reaping and sowing can roll back around. We should grow every year that we get older. There is something that we should learn about ourselves. Every year that we get older, we should learn how to deal with things differently. You can't continue to make excuses for your same habits and that you know there are habits and you know there are bad habits and you don't find the need to correct those habits. So every year that God blesses you to get one year older, every year you should get wiser. Every year you should learn how to do things differently. Every year you should react to things better. And then you should learn how to look at it from other people's perspective. Because we're not always right in what we think we know. We're not always right. Try looking at it from somebody else's eyesight and see what you see. See, we see alcoholics and drug addicts on the street. And we think, you know, they just woke up in the morning and they say, okay, today I want to be an alcoholic. Today I want to be a drug addict. And that's not how it happens. Circumstances and situations, traumatic experiences happen in their life or a case of mental illness is a part of their family dynamics. And they end up drinking and they end up being drug addicts. But we never look at it from the other side of the fence. We only look at what we see. We only look at that we see that they're drug addicts. We only look at that they're alcoholics. We never look at it from the other side of the fence and try to see how did they get to this point? What was the thing that pushed them to the edge that they feel like they want to check out from life? What was it that happened to them that they feel like the drugs and the alcohol would take the pain away? We never look at it like that. We never look at it like that. When people come home from from um, war and they have PSTD um, syndrome and we never look at what pushed them to that point. To make them act like that. We never look at a woman who stays in an abusive relationship. And you like, because I've said it myself, you need to get out of there. But then that individual has to get to a point where they say enough is enough. And then they feel like they can walk away. But we never look at it from that perspective. We only look at it from what we see, which is a one-way street into their life. Because, see, we're not on the other side of the block. We don't live in a household. We're not, you know, behind their closed doors. We have no clue. We only judge what we see, but not what we know to be factual. We don't judge what we know to be factual. We only judge what we see. So we need to get in the habit of looking at it from another person's perspective. And all the time, people don't do things intentionally to hurt our feelings or make us feel bad, but we don't feel that way because at that point in time when it's happening, yeah, you upset, you're hurt and you're mad and that's understandable. But once you have a, t- a chance to back up from it, digest it, reapproach and think about it, your perspective should change. It should change. So do we live a life 
of unforgiveness and still talking about we love God? Do we live a life of hate for people and still talking about we love God? Do we live a life of not having sympathy or empathy for anyone and still talk about we love God? Do we live a life of unforgiveness and still talk about we love God? Because in a sense, that's being a hypocrite. That's being a hypocrite because God loves us beyond our faults, our shortcomings, our disobedience. And we disobey him second minutes, our days, week, months, and year. And he has not cut off our breath. Now, we didn't went through some things because of our disobedience, but he does not do us like we do other people. But yet and still we say we love God. We say this faithfully, but we don't treat people right. We don't do people right. We don't know how to apologize. We don't know how to take ownership to our mess. We just don't. And we think how we handle things is the best way to handle them. And I, I guarantee you, if you ask God to show you, a lot of us will see some circumstances and situations, how we handle them. He wouldn't be happy about that. Again, he said, how can you love me who you have not seen? And hate your brothers and sisters who you see daily. That ain't my word. That's his word. And, it's, and, and life is super short for us to be jealous of people, for us to be envious of people, for us to be conniving, manipulating of individuals. It's too short. It's too short. Do you know it caused you more air, more of your pressure? to be angry and upset than it do for you to keep calm and look at it from a different perspective and deal with it a different way. It's more muscles and facial expressions to, to frown than it is to smile. We, we should learn truly to, before we do what we do, say what we say, act the way we act, we should look at it through a different set of eyes. We should say to ourselves, now, if I said this, how would it make that person feel? If I did this, how would it make that person feel? And, and go a little step further, how would it make me feel if it was done to me? But I don't think we stop to think about how it makes somebody else feel because we're so gun ho and making sure we get our feelings and our emotions out there and address and let people know how we feel about certain things. We never stop to think or look at it from another person's perspective. And a lot of things that is placed on people, sometimes they don't even have no idea what it is. And I heard uh, my pastor say, you know, you walk around here mad at people. And they smiling and grinning and they have no idea that you mad at them. But we'll never tell that person. We'll tell everybody else we're mad at it, but we will never tell that person. Sometimes we had to put our big girl panties on and own up to our shortcomings, own up to our mistakes, own up to things that we should not have done. But that takes growth. That takes maturity and that takes ownership. And again, like I said before, God knows. He truly, he truly knows why we do what we do. And he knows when we say certain things about him that we really don't own up ourselves. We don't show love 
like I said, we're not forgiving. We don't have compassion. We don't have understanding. And then, you know, the saying goes, we don't think our stuff stink at times. And it do. It does. And we all make mistakes. So who are we to hold somebody else accountable for their mistakes? And we make just as many mistakes. So if our breath that God allowed us to breathe was contingent on how we treated people, what we said about somebody, how we was mean to someone, how we was cruel to someone. How long do you think he will allow us? How much air would you have before you would check out? See, we don't think about that. We don't think about that. And like I said, I am got to a point. I'm not arguing. I'm not fussing. I'm not fighting. If you believe what you believe, that's fine with me. If you should know who I am, you should know my heart. You should know me as a person. Now, am I saying I'm perfect? No. And is the conversation saying that I haven't done something stupid? No. Is it saying that I haven't made mistakes? No, it's not. But whatever I've done has not been intentional to hurt anybody at all. And I love genuinely. And I've taken on a lot of stuff, too. Without people even knowing that I took it on, heard a lot of things and, and, and did not respond. And that's fine because I've learned that I can't get nobody better than God can. So I've learned to sit in silence and give it to God. Now, if I'm wrong, he'll prick me. He'll prick you too and tell you wrong. But the thing is, do we listen when God is talking to us? And the other part of that, are we willing to take ownership to our part? My niece said we should listen uh, to, we listen to defend instead of listening to understand. And I think a lot of our problems is we're in defensive mode all the way. And we don't want to understand. We don't. Because we made up in our mind, it is what it is. That's it. That's all, and that's that, and that's now how it is. Life lessons lived and learned. We should learn a lesson in the life that we live every day. And every day that we get older, we should try to look at circumstances and situations with a different set of eyes. Because our eyesight is not always the best. It's not. So we can learn how to look at things from a different set of eyes and stop thinking that we know what it is when we really don't. And be truthful to yourself. You don't got to be truthful with nobody else. Be truthful to yourself. It's hard. My mama said it's hard to keep up with lies. It is. You got to work hard because somebody asked you two months from now about the, the lie that you told and you're not going to be able to keep up with it because you're not going to remember what you said. But it takes no effort to keep up with the truth. None whatsoever. So always be truthful with yourself. Be truthful with who you are as an individual and stand in your truth, walk in your truth and lay in your truth and say to yourself, I'm not perfect. I made a mistake. My bad. That was on me. I made a mistake. But don't walk around here like somebody has done um, great harm to you when you played a part in the puzzle, in the madness. 
And some of us walk around here like, you know, you ain't did nothing whatsoever. And you play a part, too, in the situation, in the circumstances. So if we would learn as we get older to grow from our mistakes, if we would learn as we get older, older to know how to forgive and have empathy, have compassion and understanding for people. And if we would learn that we are still not perfect people and every day that we get up is an opportunity for us to make a mistake. But every day we get up is an opportunity for us to be better individuals, to treat people better, to learn to love more. My dad always said, love cover a multitude of faults. And sometimes I want to do it really. But that's what he says. Love covers a multitude of faults. And in the world that we live in, you got to want to do it really. Do we as a people really know how to love one another? If we did, there would not be so much killing. There would not be uh, so many, so much conniving. There would not be so much hatred. There would not be so much unforgiveness. It wouldn't be too much of that. If love covered a multitude of faults, we could go through a fight, get past it, love each other, and move on. And sometimes, looking through a different set of eyes, we need to think like kids. Because kids can scrap. They can fuss and fight. But baby, let me tell you, when they get through scrapping, fuss and fight, they're going back in that playground. They're going to get on that swing. They're going to get on that slide board. They're going to get that monkey bar. And they're going to keep it moving. Life is so short. People are dying from cancer. You know, people are dying from still some uh, effects of COVID. Now we're dealing with monkeypox. You got carjackings, you get um, teenagers carjacking, you get mass shootings, and we don't think that we should look at things from a different set of eyes. We don't think that we should self-reflect. We don't think that we should take ownership to our foolishness. We don't think that we should learn how to love, have forgiveness, understanding, and compassion, and empathy, and sympathy for people. We don't think we think we always going to be a good ground and we're not. We're not. God allowed things to happen for a reason. And I don't think sometimes we really think about that. Even the worst of storms, he allowed to happen for a reason. To see, maybe it's a test to see if you're going to still be faithful and your faith is strong enough to endure, to hold on. But let me tell you, it gets rough. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. It gets rough. Just to hold on, it gets rough. You got to rob Peter, Paul, Jane, John, and Billy to try to make ends meet. It gets rough. So let's be honest with ourselves. It gets rough. And people don't understand and neither do they have an idea of how rough it can be for some people. And because of circumstance and situation, because the storms of life, the struggles of life, some people have actually terminated their life because it got too heavy. So that's why I say look at the situation from a different set of eyes. Whatever it may be, that alcoholic, that drug addict, <clears throat> that woman who stays in an abusive relationship, there are reasons that people do what they do. And it may not be the reason that they think they, they are. 
because we only see it from one side of the fence. We don't know what's happening on the other side of the fence. We don't. We have no idea. But if we learn how to look at circumstances and situations from a different set of eyes, have a different perspective before we prejudge or make judgment on some things that we think we know and we don't know, I think this world would be a much better place. I think the compassion will come up. I think that love would be more prominent. But until we learn how to look at it, any situation from a different set of eyes, we're going to continue to be where we're at. Stuck. We are. And we want God to bless us, but we don't want to bless nobody else. We want God to be good to us, but we don't want to be good to nobody else. We want God to love us, but we don't have no love for nobody else. We want God to forgive us, but we have no forgiveness. We want God to have compassion for us, but we don't have no compassion. We want God to make a way for us, but we ain't making a way for nobody else. And that's sad. And it's really time for us to have self-reflection of who we are as individuals. Because we're only responsible for the person whom we look in the mirror at. We're not responsible for what nobody else say and what nobody else do. We're only responsible for ourselves. Our actions, our motives, our desires, our dreams, our goals, and even our reactions. We're only responsible for that. And sometimes people come in our lives to provoke us, to take us out of character. And some of us allow them to provoke us, to take us out of character so they can say, see, I told you she wasn't who she said she was. And that's not even true. It could be a point in your life that you have gotten fed up and enough is enough. And it was just that one thing that pushed you over the edge. But because they weren't looking at you through a different set of eyes, they couldn't see that. And a lot of people that's in your life, whatever your past is, they won't let you live it down. They won't let it go. They keep recycling your past over and over and over and over. And you're not that person anymore. That means they can't look at you with a different set of eyes. They can see a better version of who you are. They're stuck. And in that sense, we should know not to let what they say or do bother us. But sometimes we do because we are emotional creatures and that's understandable. But sometimes God allows us to go through things to build our strength, to build our endurance so we can get some tough, thick skin so we can Endure it. And then sometimes he allow it to happen so we can know who to cut the umbilical cord on. And there is nothing wrong with cutting the umbilical cord. Babies survive better when they cut the umbilical cord as they exit the wound of the mother. It cannot live still attached to the umbilical cord. You can't drag around people all your life. You can't hold on to unnecessary dead weight. You have to cut the cord. You have to let the dead weight go. And you have to let people go, especially when they mean you no good. Life is too short. I promise you it's too short. And I may not live to see 63. I may not. I hope I do. I hope God blesses me to live to see 63. But I'm telling you, in my years of life, I've learned a lot. 
I've been through a lot. I've been through the death of a son, a three-year-old. I've been through the murder of my father. I've been through the death of my mother with pancreatic cancer. I done almost died myself from a small bowel obstruction. I done had at least eight surgeries. So looking through different, the lens with life with different set of eyes, it's a must and it's a plus. Every day, we have to look at things differently. If we don't, we'll always be in the rearview mirror and we'll never look through the windshield of life. And we'll always be stuck and we'll never get where we have to go, always looking backwards and living in the past. The past is the past. It's done. It's gone. Love yourself enough to want better for yourself, future-wise, whether somebody wanted for you or not. Do what you got to do. If God has given you something to do and he's pricked your spirit and challenged you, that's what the very thing you need to do. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about how people feel about your destination, the dream and the goals that God has given you. That is yours. They cannot see it through a different set of eyes. They can't see it. So don't worry about it. It's rough because sometimes we weigh heavily on others' opinions, even some family members and friends, but they can't see it from the other side of the fence. So why waste your time? Why waste your time? Just keep it moving. That's all I'm saying. So I hope this conversation has been enlightening to you. It has been enlightening to me. And I hope that we learn how to not let people take us off our square. I pray that we learn how to give it to God and let him handle it because he can handle it better than you can. I promise you he can. And these days, reaping and sowing happen so much quicker than we really realize. And it comes in different shape, form and fashion. It hits in finance. It hits in sicknesses. It hits in loss of loved ones. See, God ain't playing. Life is short and we need to realize how short it is. So short that we should stop manipulating, deceiving, being conniving to people. Take ownership to our stuff. Again, I say we're not perfect. Every day we get it, we have a chance to make a mistake. But every day that we live life, we have the opportunity to be better than we was the day before. And that's something we should think about. Because somebody says or done something to us don't mean we have to be react. We have to react to what they said or done. Sometimes you can win your best fight being quiet. It don't take a response. Just be quiet. Step back, get out the way, and let God deal with it. I always tell people, I put my problems at the feet of Jesus and tell him this yours. I'm walking away from it. You got it. You take care. Because he can handle it better than you can. I ain't losing no sleep. I'm not having no upset stomach, no migraine headaches. I'm not. Life is stressful enough on its own with things you have to deal with without letting others stress you out in your life. Bottom line. So look at it from a different set of eyes. Sometimes you stand in or sit and walk and land in the middle of a storm because it may not be for you. It may be for somebody else. You don't know. Maybe somebody's sitting in the corner watching. Let me see how she handled this. If she handled this good, then I know I can handle mine. And we never realize that. We never look at it from a different set of lens. We never look at it. We lose a job. 
we we get down ourselves thinking we have done something, but you don't know. If you look at it from a different set of eyes, God may be trying to bless you to get to something better. You don't know. You have no clue. But we have that tunnel vision view, and we stuck in that tunnel, and we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I want us to be better. I promise you I do. I want us to be so much better. You deserve it. And you're stronger than you think you are. All right. So I was just stopping by. I haven't been on for a minute. In Instagram, I hadn't been on at all live. But I'm on today. And I hope looking through a different set of eyes is enlightening. I hope it caused you to think. I hope it caused you to look at things with a different perspective and everything else. Let us be better. Let us be, as women, becoming our better, best selves. That's the goal, that's the purpose, and that's the direction of life we should be going. Irregardless to the curveballs and life throw us, we still are strong. We're stronger than we think we are. All right. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube. Check out the website to a woman's Check out the store to a woman's store and the social media outlet for women to a woman's All right. Until we talk again, take care. Let me see.